Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. On that quiet Sunday after Christmas, when I heard the news on the radio that Archbishop Desmond Tutu had died. It's hard to explain why this news felt like such a hit to me. He spoke at my graduation from seminary, and I've taught readings from his reconciliation work for years, but I didn't really know him. By the time I got out of church, my social media feeds were full of quotations and stories of this great man, tributes for this man known to Arch as his friends. I'm not his friend. (laughs) The Dalai Lama is a friend of his. He works in a different circle than I do. So again, why did I feel such a sense of, of loss? I clicked on one of the videos and I I heard it, his infectious laugh. It's hard to describe laughter, but his is a giggly, mischievous, contagious laugh. You should Google it after church. It'll make you feel good. And the picture that I love the most that I used to share with my students when I taught that unit on forgiveness and reconciliation is of him dancing with his buddy, the Dalai Lama. Actually, I should say he's dancing near the Dalai Lama. It turns out the Dalai Lama does not dance. But the Archbishop does. And so he is dancing on stage around his friend, the leader of Tibetan Buddhism. And while the Dalai Lama doesn't dance, he does laugh. And they laugh a lot, the two of them, together. These two men each so well acquainted with sorrow, with injustice, with hatred aimed at each of them, with pain, also quite familiar with laughter and with joy and with dancing. They co-wrote a book called The Book of Joy, which some of you may have encountered. And if you watch them together, and again, after church, I encourage a lot of Google searches, They tease, and they get tickled, and they seem to be having so much blessed fun. Apartheid and exile shape the contours of their work and their lives and their ministries. And playfulness and delight and twinkling eyes shape the nature of their friendship and of each one's character. Jesus will fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah and will be a man despised and rejected by others, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. But surely that's not all. Others have wondered how the story that we have might have been different if we had a scene in which Jesus laughed, what an infusion of Jesus giggling might have done to the narrative and to the Christian tradition. It's hard to say, 
But it's not hard to believe that he did. He must have. He must have laughed and danced. He road tripped with his friends for three years, y'all. He went to dinner parties. He told stories. A Christ who lived a full human life, by definition, recognized and seized moments of joy and celebration. And his glory is first revealed in John's telling at a wedding, at a multi-day event for the whole community, where the wine was flowing, or at least it was. Now, its absence is not problematic because you have to drink to have fun, but rather because its absence will be an embarrassment for the host family and put a damper on an occasion that would otherwise serve to lighten the whole village's season in an otherwise hard scrabble existence. Like Tutu and the Dalai Lama, Jesus and his family and friends and all of those in his contemporary world know a life that is shaped by hardship and scarcity, pain and sorrow, and they also know that it's possible in the midst of all of that to dance and laugh. And the first of his signs, his glory, is revealed in a revelation of joy. Still, this balance is a challenge, at least it is for me. Knowing the broken systems, the hurting world all too well, we should not leave this story with a let-them-eat-cake takeaway. The gallons of wine are not meant to numb us to realities we'd rather not face. The other day, I was talking with a friend, and our conversation drifted over how taxing it is just to keep up with the morning news. And with her real frustration and struggle to keep going at work when the needs seem endless. And we also laughed along the way and remarked at how extraordinarily lucky we are to have been friends for going on 30 years now. And while we were walking, the sky turned the most extraordinary shades of pink and magenta and orange. It's a lovely afternoon. Beauty and friendship and laughter, even while it seems like the world is on fire. Wedding parties, while the world needs redeeming. Tutu and the Dalai Lama giggling together when not musing about their own sufferings and the sufferings of their people. When Christ promises that he comes to bring us life in abundance, that promise is not lopsided. He comes to open our eyes to the world and its deep need, to our neighbors and their pain, to the abundance of work that must be done for justice. And he comes to show us how to dance, 
how to look up and see the beauty of this amazing world, to remind us to gather with friends around a table and tell stories and laugh until we cry. There is an abundance of joy, and there is an abundance of pain. There is an abundance of wine for the wedding guests because the feast will not dry up on his watch. And then he and his followers will continue on the journey, doing the work they came to do. This is how it is. Preacher and writer Frederick Buechner says, here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. When we recognize a chance to help it all be a little less terrible, let's do that. Let's reach out a hand. And when we recognize that it's all quite beautiful, that it's really lovely some days, let's raise a glass to that and join the dance. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.